The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, welcome. Merry Christmas to all of you from us here at Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God Ministries International. I'm Joshua Sasso, and you're listening to the prophetic voice of our time. And I know we're just a couple days away from Christmas Day. Man, it kind of snuck up on us, didn't it? It it felt like the year just kind of breezed by. But hopefully you've taken some time to sit back and reflect and be thankful not just for your family, but for the ultimate gift— that was given to us in this season because we know that Christ Jesus was truly the ultimate gift. God did not have to come down as a man. He did not have to humble himself. He did not have to live out the life of a regular human like we do. He went through our same struggles. He experienced the same temptations that we did. He faced sin and death, but he came out victorious forever and ever. Amen. And so this is something that we can be thankful for. And I know that there's a lot of debate. Well, they'll say, well, technically Jesus wasn't born on Christmas day, or technically this is not actually when Jesus came down. And you know what? It doesn't matter if there's debate over the actual day that Jesus was born, because we can still take time to sit back and be thankful for Jesus. You know, God will never, ever look down on us because we celebrate the birth of his son, even if it's on the wrong day or if it is on the right day. He'll never look down on us for that. So if people tell you that, oh, well, you know, Christmas isn't his actual birthday, or they tell you all kinds of things, don't worry about it. Why? Because if you're focused on Jesus and you're focused on worshiping God, thanking God, then what do they care right? We're still pursuing our love relationship with Jesus. We're still pursuing God and trying to draw near to him and then emulate his nature and apply his ways of doing things in our life. So I encourage you all, I know that you all are likely spending time with your families. You're probably rushing to get gifts together, some last second Christmas shopping maybe. But I really encourage you, especially during this Christmas time, to sit back maybe as a family, maybe by yourself, and truly thank God, thank Jesus for the ultimate gift that they gave us. Because we can receive eternal life, eternal salvation because of that gift. So that is something that's so important to be thankful to God for, because it truly is about Him first and foremost, above anything else. So that was a little longer of a welcome, but it's so important that we talk about the importance of this Christmas season and that we celebrate Jesus. And, you know, he really, truly enjoys when we celebrate him. That's why the scripture says that the Lord inhabits the praises of his people because he truly enjoys us praising and honoring and being thankful to him. And as you all know, coming shortly after Christmas Day is the prophetic gathering of the saints, which is on December 31st. And I've been talking about it a couple of weeks, but it is coming up. And if you want to attend, you really need to get registered. Okay, we're going to be holding the prophetic gathering of the saints here in San Antonio, Texas at Freedom Fellowship Church 
International, right off Callahan Road. So you don't want to miss this event. You need to go to sogmi.org slash events. Again, that is S-O-G-M-I dot org slash events. And you can get registered right there online. You can reserve your spot because you don't want to miss this event. God's already revealed what the theme for this conference is, and that's we are going to have 2020 vision in 2020. That's what God wants to do for his church, for his body. He wants to open up our spiritual eyes so that we would have 2020 vision in the spiritual realm in the year 2020. And that is something that we can truly be excited about in the coming year. So I hope you're getting your house in order, that you're preparing your hearts to receive his word, because... This conference, I'm telling you, it's going to be really amazing. So again, just as a final reminder, you go to our website, SOGMI.org slash events, and you can get registered today. It's only $25 per person, and it's New Year's Eve, 7 p.m., right here in San Antonio, Texas, at Freedom Fellowship Church International. So something that I want to remind you of as well, as we are moving into the message of this day, we're being so thankful for Christ Jesus, the perfect gift that we received. We're being so thankful for what God is doing in our lives. As I talked about last week, the position where you are right now, the opportunities that you've been given right now, the property that has been entrusted to you right now, we have to be faithful with whatever has been entrusted to us. So whether you're an employee and you're getting paid a wage, you have to be so trustworthy and so profitable and such a good steward of what's been given to you because God expects us to be ones who produce. If you're not a good employee, you're not going to be a good employer. That's how it works in the kingdom of God because those who can be trusted with very little will be trustworthy with much. And if you have not been faithful with somebody else's property, then who will give you a property of your own? So if you're believing God for breakthrough, if you're believing God to expand your financial resources, maybe even to promote you from your current position, you got to be faithful where you're at now because that's what God looks at, right? We might not enjoy where we're at. We might not even enjoy our coworkers or our boss. But if we're faithful where we are, then God will truly see that because he looks at the heart. He sees all even when we don't recognize it. So continuing from this idea I want you to understand is that where you are right now, God is preparing you to step into a position of being a king, okay? Because God wants us as Christians to move into a place of authority, okay? And we have to be faithful where we're at now so that when he puts us in a place of dominion, a place where we have influence and affluence, we can be trusted with it. I want to remind you about the story of King David, because, you know, David was not born into royalty. As many of you are familiar with the story, we know that before David was King Saul, but King Saul grieved the Lord. Why did King Saul grieve the Lord? Because God gave Saul a series of very specific instructions. Now, in his younger days, Saul might have obeyed God to the letter. But after he had become king and he became so confident in his own abilities, confident in his own judgment, he even would defy God's instructions. And so God became very grieved 
that he appointed Saul as king. This is why Samuel said that the kingdom will be stripped away from you and given to someone else, a man after God's own heart, who pursues the heart of God. And this goes right in line to what I had talked about last week, right? Those that are faithful in what they are given, they're going to get more. But just like in the parable of the talents, the servant who did not produce with what he was given, it was taken from him and given to one of the other servants who was profitable. So this is the backstory in King David's story. Now, Samuel was led to the house of David's family, okay? Because God sent him there and said that the next king of Israel will be from this household. Now, in this household, Samuel went through each of the sons of that household, but David was not present. When Samuel looked at each son, God did not give him the okay, this is the king. He did not tell him that that would be the king. Samuel even looked at the eldest son of Jesse. And Samuel thought to himself, oh, wow, he's so tall. He's so strong. He's so charismatic. Surely this is the next king of Israel. But God said to Samuel, do not look at his outward appearance because man looks on the outside, but I look at the heart. So Samuel went through each of Jesse's sons and not a single one of them was chosen to be the next king of Israel. So Samuel was very confused, right? Why would God send him here? So Samuel asked Jesse, do you not have any other sons? And the way that Jesse responds is really interesting because he said, oh, you know, um, there is one other, the youngest son, but he's out there tending the sheep. So Samuel said, well, we're not going to sit, we're not going to eat until he arrives here. Now I want you to notice this is that Jesse received a message that the prophet was coming to anoint the next king of Israel, right? And Jesse, David's own father, did not think David was even worth inviting to the meeting. He thought of David as something so low, because he's the youngest, right? As something so low that he was not even worth inviting to see the prophet. So David was not thought of highly in that respect because always oh, the youngest he's got to take care of the sheep right who's going to take care of the sheep and something we have to understand in this context is that in ancient israel being a shepherd was often a task for the girls and we can see evidence of this when we meet earlier in genesis rebecca was shepherding sheep so david not only was thought of as lowly in his own father's eyes, in his family's eyes, but he was even doing a girl's job, okay? I think that's kind of humbling. But God saw, despite all of this, that this young shepherd boy would be king over all Israel. So David's own father did not think that he was worthy enough to be king. His brothers did not think he was worthy enough to be king. But David was faithful where he was, and he was faithful with those sheep, and I'm going to show you how. We know that after David was anointed king over Israel, he went straight back to being a shepherd. Okay, and this kind of happens to us sometimes where we receive a prophetic word from God. We receive something that feels so good. It's like, yeah, God's going to bring a breakthrough, right? And then we go right back to the 
job and our responsibilities that we had to do before. David had to go right back to sheep. He didn't get prophesied and then immediately became king. And sometimes that kind of hurts on our flesh. Sometimes we feel like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I have to go back to take care of these sheep. But as David was being a shepherd over these sheep, God was preparing him to be king. We know that after that, a Philistine by the name of Goliath came out and challenged the people of Israel, right? And we know that none of the other warriors in all of Israel, they were all too afraid to fight Goliath. Only David was willing to fight him. And when David goes to fight Goliath, Saul, the king at the time, said, how are you going to do this? There's no way you can defeat Goliath because he's been a warrior from his youth and he towers over you. But David said to Saul, and this is in 1 Samuel chapter 17, starting with verse 34. He said, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off the sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. So I want you to think about this, okay? So David, while he was taking care of these sheep, he had a lion show up. He had a bear show up. And he struck the lion and he struck the bear. Now, I want you to understand, you know, the concept of what's going on here, okay? Because I want you to imagine you're taking care of some sheep and a lion shows up or a bear shows up. And imagine it attacks one of your sheep and carries it off. You see, now some of us might think, okay, what can I do to save the other sheep? That one's a goner. Right? Oh my gosh, I can, there's no way I can defeat this lion. There's no way I can strike down this bear. You know that a bear, a grizzly bear, for example, one swipe of its paw can kill you, by the way. So, if a bear had carried off some of your sheep, would people blame you for letting it get away? Right? It's like, well, you know, you can't really be expected to kill a bear with a club or a slingshot. Some of us might think, okay, what can I do to save the other sheep? That one's a goner, but I'm going to save these other sheep. But that wasn't enough for David, right? It says that he struck them and he snatched the sheep from its mouth. So David had such pride and responsibility over his flock of sheep that even when a lion or a bear approached, he didn't just let the one sheep that got taken away get eaten. He went above and beyond, and he faced down that adversity that laid before him, and he defeated it. And understand that this adversity of the lion, this adversity of the bear, they were preparation for him to face Goliath. See, that was preparation, things that people would not have blamed him if he had let a lion take the sheep away or a bear take the sheep away, right? It's just one sheep. You don't want to risk your life, David. But 
because David was able to handle these problems and face them down and defeat them, that was preparation for defeating Goliath. And Goliath was one of many stepping stones towards his path to becoming king. So understand, when you're facing adversity, maybe at your job or whatever position that you're in right now, your situation, when you're facing adversity, any kind of giant, any kind of lion or beast that stands before you, you need to see that as, okay, this is my training ground so that I can take on something even greater, so that I can take on a task that's even greater than what I'm facing now. Because if you can defeat that lion or that bear that stands before you now, then you're going to be able to face down Goliath in the future. And we know that David became renowned throughout all of Israel. You know, the girls sang in the streets, right? Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. See, these were all preparations leading David to be able to accomplish these things. So if you're facing adversity right now, if you're in a situation that is not ideal for you, any situation that you're in right now, you need to see it as, okay, this is my preparation, period, for being a king, for coming into a place of authority. Because if we shrink back from our trials and tribulations now, we're not going to be able to handle it when they're even bigger. Because understand, the decisions you make right now, they affect you, they might affect your family. The decisions that you make as a king, as a leader, they don't just affect yourself and your family. They affect thousands, tens of thousands of people. The entire nation is at stake. So maybe you're believing God, hey, I want to be a CEO, I want to be an entrepreneur, I want to have my own business, or I want to be in a place of financial prosperity. If you're believing God for that, right now, the decisions you make affect you and those around you. In that future that you're striving towards, your decisions affect all of your employees, the health of the company, the health of the investors that have invested in you. So understand, as we graduate from trials, tribulations that we're facing now, we'll be able to handle even more in the future. But if we shrink back from our situations now, then we're not going to be able to handle being in that position of authority in the future. So you need to see where you are right now, the position that you're in right now, that's your training ground. And just like David was faithful as a shepherd, right? He didn't let any of his sheep get away. He didn't let any lion or bear eat any of his sheep. We have to treat our position right now just like that. Hey, you know what? This position that I'm in, it might not be a very prestigious position. It might not be a very high-ranking position, but as long as I'm here, I'm going to do the best job, the most efficient job that I can. I'm going to make sure that no enemies can get in here. I'm going to make sure that we're not going to have any losses at all whatsoever. We have to take that attitude and see. So David was faithful even in the lowly position of the shepherd. And because of that, God entrusted him with being king over Israel. So that's our preparation ground. That's where God's leading us. God wants to put the body of Christ in authority. But we got to be led of him in everything that we do. Okay? God's the one who makes the decisions. God's the one who comes up with the words to say. God's the one who can see into the future. Because remember, we're the body of Christ. So who's the head? Jesus is the head. 
which means Jesus does all the thinking, okay? And if God is saying to do something and you can't see it, well, God, where is this even taking me? Well, who has the eyes in the body of Christ? The head, Jesus. Jesus is the one who's seeing. When you lift your hand to pick something up, is the hand going to question, where am I going? No, it's going to obey without worrying about it because it knows the head has everything in control. Jesus has perfect vision, makes perfect decisions, always has the perfect thing to say. So get rid of your own mind, take on the mind of Christ. Amen. So again, in this Christmas season, I really just want to remind you, let us set aside some time to thank God, focus on God, focus on his son and what he's done for us. We should have such a grateful heart. Okay, because I know even in my life, man, God in 2019 has been a supernatural year for us here at Freedom Fellowship Church. I mean, God is accelerating the time. God is accelerating manifestations. Okay, we should be so grateful for what he's doing in our life and we should show him something of gratitude. You can even think about, you know, God, what is something that I can give as an offering to you? Because he gave us his only son. His son died on the cross for us. God, what is something that I can do to show your gratitude? You know, it could be simple. You could sing him a song. You could write him a letter. Or do something even more extravagant. As long as it's from your heart. Let us set aside time to thank God for his son and what he's doing in our lives. Because it's supernatural, man. It is a supernatural season that we are going into, and we're preparing the way for 2020, and 2020 is going to be a year like no other. God's been doing a lot of uprooting this year in 2019, and we can even see it in our own government where God is exposing things that have been hidden in dark places, man. God is exposing things, and it's almost shocking to see some of the things that are happening in this nation, but that's because God's shining the light in dark places, so that he can establish his kingdom forever and ever. So there's been a lot of uprooting that's gone on in 2019. But remember, in order for the seeds that God wants to plant to take root, he's got to remove all the weeds. He's got to remove all the thorns. He's got to remove all the thistles. He's got to clean up the ground so that the seeds of the word of God can be planted and they can prosper for generations to come. That's the season that we're moving into if we stay united as a body, if we keep praying the perfect will of God, we keep praying for our leaders, okay? Not out of hatred, not of anger, but we pray the perfect will of God over this nation because he truly desires that we would be one nation under God, serving him, loving him, and that we, the United States, would be a lighthouse for all the world to follow. And again, man, we are running out of time for this week, but I want to wish you an early Merry Christmas for 2019. God is doing so much. And don't forget to get registered for the Prophetic Gathering of the Saints this December 31st at 7 p.m. You need to go to our website, SOGMI.org events. And get registered today. It's only $25 per person because in 2020, God wants to give us, the body of Christ, 2020 vision 
for 2020. And that is something that is truly exciting. That is something that is truly supernatural. So you need to get registered. Go to our website, SOGMI.org slash events. And as always, this broadcast is supported by listeners just like you. And I just want to thank all of you that have been supporting this broadcast this year in 2019. And it's been an amazing year for us at the prophetic voice of our time. If you want to continue to support us, or maybe you want to get on the list to support us, you can go to our website as well to SOGMI.org slash donate. We are supported by people just like you because we want to train people how to reach the fullness of who they are in Christ Jesus, how to hear the voice of God, how to receive the perfect will of God and make it manifest in their life. So those of you that are investing in this ministry, that's where it's going to. So I want to thank all of you for tuning in this week, and I wish you many, many blessings for this Christmas season. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas, 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.